Hello everybody, this is Juby of the Happily Wedded Weirdos, uh, yeah, the only other show on my podcast. Um, we are the Haunted Insomniacs, but tonight it is just me doing my minisodes. Um, these are something that I wanted to do because during research for our regular episodes, there's just so much that we um, end up putting in and cutting out and things like that. And one of the things that I wanted to do is kind of explore little small side stories or focuses on someone important that we couldn't cover. Um, and in this case, Rebecca Nurse, who was a victim of the Salem Witch Trials, of which there were so many victims, it was very difficult to do those episodes because we, we still had to do two parts of it. So um, we just wanted to give a look on Rebecca Nurse because she was a big part of the trial as well. And she plays a pretty big role in the Crucible. Um, but as we go on with the uh, podcast and the minisodes and stuff like that, I call them minisodes like I'm saying Minnesota, uh, minisodes, I, um, you know, we'll do ones like this where you focus on a person. Um, we'll do ones with Mothman where it's like, oh, how many sightings have there been and things like that. So trying to keep it very, um, just always kind of mixing it up, which is pretty fun. Um, so tonight, like I said, we are doing Rebecca Nurse, and she was one of the Salem Witch Trial victims that we were unable to cover, um, due to the big volume of all that. But, um, introducing Rebecca Nurse, she was a prominent figure in the Witch Trials. She was very steadfast in her beliefs and her integrity, and that ended up being some of the stuff that kind of, um, made her so memorable, because... Not that other people weren't pious or didn't have integrity, but the way that her story went and the fact that she just was very, just, we'll get into it. I don't even have the words. <laughs> so she was born in 1621 in Great Yarmouth, England, and she later immigrated to Massachusetts Bay Colony with her family. Um, she was known for her devout religious beliefs, and her reputation was pretty good. She was nice, and people liked her, um, vouched for her character even when she was accused. And all of this, uh, you know, kind of respect and being a community leader changed, because in 1692, um, despite her innocence, she was wrongly convicted and she was executed. So let's look at some of the things that, you know, kind of led to that. So um, during the time that she was being tried, which she was arrested on March 23rd, and then she was, her trial began June 30th. So, I mean, she was in prison for a while. And if you haven't seen the prisons, um, go on our Instagram, Happily Wooded Weirdos, and you'll see I put up some pictures of uh, the prison in Salem. Uh, it's pretty sketchy. Um, but anyway, Rebecca was tried and during her trial, she was, uh, pretty much, she had a lot of support. There were people and they were neighbors, church members. They spoke very highly of her. She had a moral character. She was dedicated to her faith. She was dedicated to community, her family. Um, she was very kind, very compassionate, always willing to help people. And unfortunately, you know, during this time, when the wave of hysteria swept through the town, a lot of people were swept up in it, Rebecca included. And the judges um, 
kind of had a few things behind them. They had their jealousy. They had personal issues. And some of them probably thought that the whole supernatural witch thing was real. And um, unfortunately, she was convicted and sentenced to death. But the entire time, even knowing what could happen to her, she maintained her innocence. And she believed that the truth will prevail. And, um, you know, unfortunately, because her trial had so much unfairness and prejudice, and there was no concrete evidence against her, um, she was found guilty and sentenced to death. And yes, I did say lack of concrete evidence. There never was anything. It was, I saw her spirit. She tormented me. She kept me up at night. Um, bullshit. So, because of the spectral evidence that these little bitches talked about, she was sentenced to death on July 19th of 1692. And that is in about couple days coming up because today is the 12th so yeah she's um she would be hung in about seven days um you know and her story is a very tragic reminder of the mass hysteria back then and a lot of what pretty much the story symbolizes now is this unchecked fear that i think runs through people i do think that we have cycles of mass hysteria about certain things and then there's times when it's warranted obviously you know we believe in my house that covid is real so it's not necessary there was actually a thing if you don't believe that the rest of this podcast is going to be really difficult for you um but anyway it really was something um something about rebecca that i think gets her to be a, a major part of history why she sticks in history for people is that she was just very grounded in her faith and she stood up. She said, I am not lying. I know this is true and I believe it'll come out and it'll work out for me. And even if it doesn't, I guess she knew that there would be something on the other side for her. Um, so that's, that's hopeful. I mean, it's, it's sad, but you know, unfortunately sometimes your faith is all you have and she really clung to that. She is typically portrayed pretty age-appropriately when you do see her in things. There's a few cultural depictions of her story, which is typically the Crucible. Um, she's was played... Uh, blah, blah, blah. The Crucible, um, in 1953, when it opened, she was played by Jean Adar, who is a uh, Canadian actress, and it was... I'm trying to see if I can find the theater. I cannot find the theater. Shit. That sucks. But, yeah. Uh, that was the first person to portray her. Um, and then you have people... Vanessa Redgrave, which is not a Crucible movie. This is a movie that was on PBS called The Three Sovereigns for Sarah. No idea what that's about. Um, but it looks like it's... Oh, Vanessa Redgrave was one of the sisters. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, I was going to say, she might have been a little young for that. Shirley MacLaine played her in a CBS miniseries in 2002 called The Salem Witch Trials. Um, she's in a few stories. So she she has a bit of a legacy um, outside of The Crucible, I guess, which is pretty cool. 
Um, you can also visit her homestead, which is a pretty awesome place. It's a uh, restored 17th century farmhouse in Danvers, Massachusetts. And they have a pretty interesting, just looking at the pictures, um, they have a lot of stuff restored and saved from that time. Of course, when Rebecca Nurse lived there, she was about, um, oh, let me see. She did not live in the current house, but that house was her great grandson's. And it was occupied during the Battle of Lexington and Concord by Captain John Putnam's Danvers Militia. Ha, huh, another fucking Putnam. Uh, it, we, I think we mentioned this. Francis had married Eunice Putnam in the 1750s, and then the Putnam family purchased the property in 1784, and then they sold it in 1905. So you get kind of an idea of how they lived back in this time and how um, Rebecca would have spent her days. They did eventually, I believe, because this happened to a few of the victims, her family really fought hard to overturn the conviction, um, which is, again, does nothing for them now, but it, it is a nice sentiment, and they do deserve to rest in peace. Um, so I believe it was in 1712, the Salem Town Church reversed the verdict of excommunication it had passed on Rebecca. So she was just excommunicated from the church, which, I mean, for somebody who was a pious woman who went you know, all the time, that's not, I mean, that's really hard for somebody like that. And, um, you know, not that it helped her, but I guess it's nice. Um, in 1885, they dedicated a monument in her memory. Um, it is a granite obelisk, obelisk bear, uh, obelisk, that's an actual shape. Um, and it bears the inscription by poet John Greenleaf Whittier. Um, it does not say what the inscription is. I could look at it, which I will do in a minute. I'll probably post it on uh, Instagram, actually, because uh, I just think those visuals are going to be better than me reading it. Um, and then it looks like recently, in 2021, the 400th anniversary of her birth... Uh, the first full biography of her life was published. It is by Daniel A. Gannon's A Salem Witch, The Trial, Execution, and Exoneration of Rebecca Nurse. So that's pretty cool. And honestly, I'm glad that she was able to get at least a book out of it. Because again, you know, a lot of, and not that it's a bad play or movie or anything, but The Crucible is the only thing telling the story. And there's so much more to the story than what you see in that play. So just remember that when you're watching it. Um, but also pretty cool, notable descendants, uh, Rebecca Nurse had a few of these. <laughs> I'm reading off the Wikipedia thing because it's the only place I found these. Let me see if it's actually... Oh, yep, yeah. celebrating the 400th birthday of the Salem Witch Trials, Rebecca Nurse. Uh, this is at wbur.org, and it shows one of the bricks in her, um, Proct in Proctor's Ledge, which is a different memorial than the Bench Memorial. Um, but she has, according to this, her list of descendants include Mitt Romney, Zach Braff, and Lucille Ball. That's pretty cool. Um, very interesting, too, because I could see Lucille Ball playing her in a movie, which is probably, like, not something she'd want to hear, but I would a million percent love to see that, because I think Lucille Ball would have been a pretty kick-ass series actress. Um, so yeah, that's pretty cool. Um... 
but I always recommend going to Salem. I always recommend read the books, uh, get a well-rounded look at what the story is. But uh, this is our first mini-sode. Oh, and also there was somebody on the Instagram page who had said that they're a descendant of Rebecca Nurse. So if you are a descendant of a Salem witch, um, shout it out. That's really cool. Also, you know, we, with the podcast, always try to be very factual. We might get things wrong. We have many different sources that we're trying to piece together. So uh, if you can correct us and you have proof, then that would be cool. Uh, as always, you can follow us on TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. We don't have Twitter because it's a cesspool. Um, and yeah, let us know what you think. Rate us, subscribe, all those things. You know what to do. It's 2023. We, we got this. And our next mini-sode will be TBA. I actually don't know. But, uh, I don't know. I'll surprise myself. I'll definitely know by when we do our episode on Saturday. Tune in Saturday. Um, it will be our episode, uh, first Urban Legends episode. I have a few of these. So um, some episodes are like planned. Some are like the Salem Witch one was not planned to be that many parts, but it ended up that way. Um, but some of them are kind of like special. So I have ones that are um, geared towards fairy tales, urban legends, and I think I have some, like, random New York history. I don't know. There's, there's a bunch of stuff. It's all on the back burner. All on the back burner. Uh, but yeah, have a spooky night. And tune in on Saturday. Bye.